The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. From the Riverbank Studio, here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coborn and Derek Bailey. And this is the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome into the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis at the Touchdown City headquarters at the beautiful riverfront of, on the Kanawha River with Derek Bailey and the GOAT, Avon Coburn. And um, usually I go in on Sunday morning and I print like the notes and the stats. <laughs> well, tell us why you didn't today. And all that fun stuff. But realistically, there's no point even trying to get into the West Virginia game at Baylor. Um, West Virginia falls at, in Waco 45 to 20, and it wasn't even that close. It, it wasn't was even ugly. that close. I mean, from start to finish, it was just ugly. I don't really have a lot to say. I mean, I don't really know what you can say. So thanks for downloading the show. We'll see you next <laughs> yeah, week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just ran what we what we say every week. I mean, it just was ugly. Uh, I really, I, I'm floored that the defense did not show up. I really thought that was more to me. That was more uh, more disappointing than anything because. I really didn't think Baylor would be able to score 45, and they, they put 45 on WVU and did it with relative ease. Could have been more. I was shocked to see West Virginia come out flat again two weeks and, in a row. And it, I mean, it's just it, it was just not a good performance, and it, now you're going to start facing questions. I mean, last week was bad. This week was horrific. I don't even know if there's a word to describe it. Do you think – all right, so after West Virginia lost in Norman, <clears throat> we came in and we said two things can happen. This team can rally and and come together and win a lot of ball games, or they can completely fall apart. Um, at this point, it looks like this team has completely fallen apart. And and I do you think Neil Brown's lost this group? You know what, man? This is uh, it's 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 tough. I I don't know. I don't know if he's lost them. Um, I, I just I just think it they're they're going through a, a rough spell right now. I mean, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's lost them because I mean he's such a good guy. I mean, to his players, um, you know he he's a good guy. Like he's a he's a genuine guy that he wants to see. Well, that's nice. Well, I mean, at the, well, you asked me did I lose his, did he lose okay. his players? Okay. I don't think he lost his players. Yeah, that's nice, but that's not going to win games. Is basically what he was going to say. But at the same time, guys, what we what we got to understand is that you know they get paid they get paid to play too, and uh, we just laid an egg. That that's that's it. We, I don't think he lost the guys. I think he's I think they're still playing hard um, for the most part. But you know, it's just not looking good, man. It's just not looking good. I'm just not sure if they believe. Let me say that I don't know that he's lost them, but I'm not sure if they believe. I'll say that, and I don't. I mean, he might be a nice guy, and I'm sure he is. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but I'm sure he's a nice guy, and he wants to win more than anybody. You know, the players want to win more than anybody, but it's just, it's not good right now. And I don't want to say he's lost the locker room, but at the same time, yesterday's performance showed no confidence whatsoever moving forward for me. Like, so, so not to interrupt you, <clears throat> but I should. We should probably prepare our listeners for what's just walked in the room and what's currently sitting down in a chair. What a guy. Fresh off the golf course. <laughs> what a guy. D- Matt Durrett has joined us here. Um, no, not Matt Durrett. Mad Durrett. <laughs> That's, uh, there's no madness to me, man. The ditty. Well, <laughs> well, we'll catch you up, Matt. And we were – so I didn't even like print any stats. I mean, there's nothing really to even to talk about. And I had pitched to these guys at this point, and I've got some other stuff I want to get into. But at this point, I had asked them, "Do you think that Neil Brown's lost this team?" 
after Waco? No, I'm sorry, after Norman. Uh, that's a good question. Looks that way a little bit, doesn't it? They, didn't, they certainly didn't seem to uh, appear to be giving the greatest effort yesterday. I don't know if you can say he's lost it. Nobody knows that. It's like 95 degrees out there. People get tired. You never know. What? I mean, this isn't a vacation resort. This is a football game. No, it's not. But, I mean, you'd hate to think they've turned on him already, right? I'm not saying they've turned on him. I'm just wondering if if you've lost the locker room, they've turned on you. They don't respect you and don't want to play for you anymore. If, uh, If you've lost... If you've lost the locker room, you've lost the respect of those kids. It's exactly what's going on in Jacksonville at the pro level with Urban Meyer. He lost that team. They don't respect him after what they saw. They're laughing at him. I think one of the issues that we're facing um, is I don't think there's a lot of talent on this roster. I went back and looked. It's young. Super with the young. exception of a couple of guys. Um, the problem. The problem is – Quarterback's not a world beater. He's a game manager, and that's putting it mild. That's putting it, you know. You're giving him a little bit. That's, that. Yeah. But if you're a pocket passer and you can't get a pocket for more than about two and a half seconds, what are you going to do? <laughs> if you can't run, <laughs> if you can't get outside the pocket, you can't run, you're not mobile, what are you going to do? Nothing. That offensive line is. And that offensive line should be looking at it, should have been one of the better parts of the team this year with what you had transfer in, what you had coming back from playing last year. And they just got destroyed yesterday. They've been getting destroyed the entire year, man. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no <clears throat> doubt about, like – My red flag went up after Long Island. Absolutely. I mean, you, you – I mean, it, they've, been, they've been bad all year. And, and I'm not putting them down. I think it's technique. I think, it, I think they're, not, they're not bad players. I think it's technique. I think it's putting them in, in a disadvantage – where I mean they're they're all good sized guys, but I, I think it, just looking at it, you know, it's power counter. So when you do that, you got to be strong. You got to be big. I think they need to widen those gaps out and run zone. So here's my thing. <clears throat> I thought Bill Stewart was always too loyal to to Jeff Mullen, and I think Dana Holgerson was very loyal to Joe DeForest to a fault. To literally, it costs Bill Stewart his job. And basically, it ended up creating a bad situation for Holgerson, and it cost him his job. My question is, are we going to go through the same thing where this guy is too loyal to his guys and doesn't make a change? Well, it needs to start with the offensive line. You're talking about Parker more. The loyalty that confuses me is to the quarterback. It's very obvious when you look at the team that's on the field. Letty Brown gets about six, seven, eight yards of carry when the mobile quarterback's in. Yeah. And Letty Brown gets about two to three yards of carry, and they're all super hard-earned yards, banging at the line type yards when Daggy's in. So I don't, I don't see a problem with his loyalty to his coaches because he's three years in. That's whatever. Um, I see a little problem with the loyalty he has to Jared Daggy. Well, the, my issue with the coaches is the offensive line's been trashed for three years. Yeah, they're not getting any better. They're not getting any stronger. And they're not getting any better. That's been a problem for three straight years. So, at some point, I'm looking at the offensive line coach being like, what's going on here, man? And, like, this is your room. We can't yeah. run the football. And, and let, me, let, me touch, let me touch on this because I, I know what everybody's saying. Like, well, he wasn't left with the greatest situation. There's no improvement in the offensive line. Three I watched, years in, you got to stop that. I watched Tennessee a little bit last week and a little bit yesterday. They beat Missouri 62-24. to Last week, yesterday, they were up 28 nothing on South Carolina at the end of the first quarter. That's a guy in his, what, fourth or fifth game at Tennessee that's starting to show improvements already, and he was left with absolutely nothing. Half his team was in the transfer portal. That's Heupel from Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Mel Tucker at Michigan State is in year two. They're seven, six or seven, they're six and oh, and they're ranked in the top ten, and he got, I mean, What's the Baylor? Talent, like, well, Baylor's got a second he's year. He's a second five year and coach. One. And, and he, he wasn't left with a f- that was full no, dumpster and, fire down and there. And the talent deficiencies can be, like, addressed now within the transfer portal. And I know Daggy's a transfer, but the thing is, is it, go get another quarterback. Yeah, they need another one. I mean, will Spencer Rattler be in it? <laughs> yeah. He, he's going to be in the portal. Is he? Yeah, I mean, I fully expect he is. He'll try to go pro. Well, I mean, if he doesn't go pro, he's probably going to go to the portal because that freshman played played well yesterday. What, but, that freshman hadn't played a 
uh, down of like uh, football in two years. Football in two years. Yeah. His, his senior year in high school got canceled due to COVID. But but that's the thing. I mean, how we're, long? We're jumping the gun, guys, because he's he they they didn't prepare for him. But no. well, well, no, but, I agree. I agree. But no, what I'm saying though is is like we keep waiting and waiting and waiting to turn the corner when all these other coaches are turning the corner early. Well, it gets back. Listen. Does it need to be addressed? I mean, it obviously does. Yesterday, Daigie was getting a snap from the shotgun, getting hit before the running back could get him. They get, couldn't even – when you can't bootleg, <laughs> yeah. he calls the offense, though, from yeah. 20 to 20. That's a problem. Who? Brown. Well, no, my point is – No, I'm talking about he's the offensive coordinator from 20 to 20, and then Parker takes – or, uh, yeah, Parker takes over at well, red that, zone and in. Well, that's – I'm saying – that's. I'm looking at the staff evaluation. At some point, you got to look at your staff and go, this ain't working. When you guys were up there, the defense wasn't working. Film Almation was a cancer in your locker room. You have to look at things. And we're in year three in this with this regime. So, it starts with Neil Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, at some point, he's got to look around at his boys and be like – Somebody, because, because my point is, it happened to Bill Stewart, too loyal to Jeff Mullen, and it happened to Dana Holgerson. You're paid millions to make tough decisions. And those guys will be fine. They're making big they, money. They're making good money. They'll that be is, fine. That is not a tough decision because <laughs> I'm making millions. <laughs> You'll be fine, buddy. Uh, next. Know, yeah. That's what I, well, that, but, that, but they're, you know, if it's your buddy – it's hard to let go of your buddy because you're like, well, you know. You but see the, it, though. But that's the One thing. I mean, it's a, gonna get he, he sees it. It's he, a glaring weakness. Right I mean, it's either it's going to be either it's going to be either them or him. That's he, exactly. And, it's me or you. At he's like, point. look, you, yeah, you got to fire go. him. Even after 2023, they owe him 13 million dollars. They're not firing Neil Brown. Not, not Neil Brown. We're talking about his his. Yeah. Well, but, but I'm yeah, saying absolutely. you say with, it's either it's either you or me. Yeah. But they ain't getting rid of him because they go owe him 13 million if they fire him even after 2023 they're not going to fire neil brown because i think what they look at did you guys see the thing that the stats and the numbers that caridi put out this week i did not i actually texted him it was really good they he t- he went all the way back to don Nealon and and looked and listed the players within the first three years of the guys that each of the head coaches that we've had since don Nealon inherited each coach had inherited between seven and eleven nfl caliber players you're you're pretty mug was up on there hmm. I mean, so Coach Nealon had almost nine or ten NFL guys when he came that ended up within the first three years as the graduation happened, guys going to the league. Your your class had like ten. Yeah, we, yeah, we, no, that's one of the things that we talked about, um, you know, before is Coach Nealon. Not 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 you know not about this, but Coach Nealon left the cup. I talked to Coach Nealon. He was like, I I had to leave when when we had some players. I didn't want to leave and and there not be anything for for the next coach to come in and that didn't happen with with neil brown what he's had in three years one guy in the nfl so there's a talent deficiency so that's one thing to look at that's because the previous coach didn't recruit i'm not disagreeing he just picked the transfer portal but here's the thing like he just said you're three that's the one that's an old excuse garrett green's your quarterback will crowder's your quarterback why don't they know the offense? Green's been there two years. You're Maybe they're not that good. You're telling me he was an elite 11 quarterback out of high school. I mean, Willie Crest was a five-star quarterback. But, to, but I'm saying you're, you're telling me he can't read a defense, he can't throw. I, don't, I didn't tell you that. No, that's, what, that's, what, <laughs> he, that's what's being said about him is he, he can't read a defense. He's slow in his progressions. He has trouble remembering plays, this, that, and the other. And it's not even the I'm not. Green. I've not heard that about him. I, it's, I, I've, I've heard it from a couple of people that they're what, saying When I look at is. him, just for my evaluation, which means nothing, I mean, you may as well go out here and just ask, ask anybody, anybody yeah. on the street. Um, my evaluation of him is he, he doesn't uh, – I don't think he does progress, go down, and I don't think his arm is very strong. I don't think he can make the right – make the throws. I, I don't know that it's anybody's in love with Garrett Green. I think it's that everyone's out of love with Garrett yeah. Green. And, and here's I another think you thing could too. give me a punter back there who can move. And here's another thing. And, and I'd look at it. Here's another thing. You, as a coach and an offensive coordinator, you put your players in position to be successful. And if you've got a kid like Garrett Green, you've got to make the adjustment for him and put him in position. I don't even think they put Daggy in position to be successful. I mean, I've seen him, and I was harping about this last week, um, they, they will be on the, on the right hash 
and they'll try to make him throw an outcut on the left side of the field. That's not his his strong point. So why they're not putting these kids in position? So that's that makes me look at the coaches and the play calling. They I don't Green is not Tom Brady. I'm looking at your shirt. He's no. not Tom Brady. All right, <laughs> but he's good enough to build some offense around. Now either you're being stubborn or you're being foolish. Foolish, you'll get you fired. I think if if nothing else, you give it to him in the red zone. I don't. You know what? Okay, don't don't play him. Tell me he can't do this or he's not he's not good at that or he he struggles to remember plays. Whatever. You got to call a timeout when he's putting the game against Texas Tech, coming off the sideline. Whatever. But that's the but, coach's fault. But from the twenty and in, give me a quarterback that's mobile, and then that run pass option works. When they did that, you realize that they put him in. And they didn't even put him in with the right personnel in, so they called a play, didn't have the right personnel to run the play. So he, so Green's looking around, and the right players aren't on the field, so they had to call a timeout. And what would a big – That's coaches. What would a week be when you call a timeout before you even run an offensive play? Oh, dude. I, they told me that yesterday. I was late coming in. I missed oh, some yeah. of the first yeah. – When they told me that, I almost, I almost and, just went home. And to, and, to, and to the quarterback change and all that stuff, like – I'm cool. Whatever, whichever one you want to play, I'm fine with. At this point, I don't think point. Daggy's very great. I mean, it's obvious, but I don't think it's 100 percent Daggy's fault. Baylor had six sacks in the on the season coming in yesterday. How they many had that six big sacks. Samoan have yesterday. By they himself. had six sacks yesterday. Right. So they were like they were way down in the country in sacks. They have six sacks yesterday. Right. So I don't think it matters what play you call. It's 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 rough. It's rough watching these guys play and. They've got to do something. <laughs> I mean, they've got to do something. You pray. You just pray. <laughs> but then again, I mean, even like, you know, a lot of people like to rip on, on Holgerson, um, you know, and for good reason. It took him – now, wait, let me ask you guys this. Does 2011 count for Dana Holgerson? Is that when he was the – It's the Orange Bowl. That was when he was the OC and they ended up – waiting. And, and, and they the ended up, yeah. Does that count for Dana? Man, I mean, you can do whatever you want with that. That's, okay. that's So, year one, he wins the Orange Bowl. Year two, he goes seven and six with Geno. With the same Orange Bowl players. Except for the defense. Yeah. He they lost were also in some of those guys. But they were also in the Big 12 that year compared to the Big East. And they started 5-0 and oh that year. Yes, and they completely got shellacked year, in Lubbock. Year three, they went 4-8. and eight. Year five, they went seven and six, lost to uh, Texas A and M in the uh, what was it, the Liberty Bowl. But Trickett got hurt. It was in Memphis, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Trickett got hurt. He yeah. was done for the season. Yeah. And then in fifteen, they won the Cactus Bowl. So you're talking about one, two. You're talking about him just being five hundred, and now for some reason, people are in love with Dana Holgerson. It's always it's always the. Uh, Look back thing, right? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, but here's really the thing. Is. Here's the thing. Dana can go to Houston, do whatever he wants to do. Be five and one. Good for you. Good for you. You can't recruit here because you don't like to recruit, and you have to sell kids to come here. To get kids to come here, you got to have a closer who's willing to go out, sit, and, and talk to your parents and work at it a little bit. He wasn't willing to work at it. He in Houston, you got Texas big enough. You can go take some two stars that are going to be monsters. You can go find that shit anywhere and bring him to you're Houston. Not, Houston's an easy selling point. He ain't going to work here because he doesn't want to work. Let's see how he does if he's still there when Houston joins the Big 12. It's a lot different when you're not in a Power 5 conference, too. A well, lot different. Yeah, but who, whoever's saying bring him back and sending out the memes oh, and shit about, you know, 5-1, and one, running on Red Bull and hookers, whatever, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> what, but what, what internet feed are you getting? <laughs> you, you, I'm missing all this stuff. You can't you – can't, you can't, you can't do that because here he was he was he was what he was. He was lackluster and almost about worthless. He wasn't recruiting anything. He was just hitting a portal. And hitting a portal. And they played Texas Tech in the first game of the season and Texas Tech beat them. I mean, so it's a completely different. Yeah. It's completely different. And Texas Tech beat them handily. But uh, I will remind you though, he did turn it around in 2016 with Skylar Howard. Yeah. They went 10 and 3. <laughs> we got a Skylar Howard lover in, in the building. Oh, my goodness. Ten wins. Put would you, would you take him now? No. You wouldn't take Howard right now? No. Totally different ballgame. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think it would matter. I mean, in this, no disrespect to Gino, 
with that offensive line, I don't think it'd matter. Yeah. I don't even think Gino. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude is down there. Could you imagine him in Texas? That is, Trust it. Yeah. Trust this guy. Yeah, Holgerson. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It's just tough to watch. It's tough to watch this team struggle like this and and know – uh, that they they actually went out and tried to do something to improve the offensive line and they're terrible. I'm telling you, it's technique, man. It's it's. I mean, because they got good players, bro. They got good players. They, That's my point. It's technique. It's. I mean, it's technique. It's what they need to do to to improve what they're doing. You know, there's a guy. Um, he's sitting in Glenville, West Virginia, right now. He's a little older. A little older. Named Rick Trickett. Hmm. They should probably look him up. Probably. That should have been done already. I, he, I'm, I don't know why. Like, I don't know. I mean, Trickett is – he is a he is a, he is a guy that, that he's hard to get along with, but he does his job to the best I've ever seen. Well, you say that, but when he leaves, I, do his players love him? 100%. That's the thing, you know. He says he's hard to get along with. I'm not sure that would work today. I'm just not sure that works. Uh, it, it does because that room is different. That – that room is different than than your prima donna receivers, quarterbacks. True. That that, is, that room is 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 you don't you don't you have that. Back off that prima donna yeah, because we're not prima donna. You have to have a kind of toughness to play offensive <laughs> yeah, and defensive you got, line. You got, I agree. You, got to have a, you have a to have a type. Yeah. But it, but Trickett is. I mean, I say he's he's hard to get along with. He's hard to get along with while you're playing with playing playing for him. But when you when you leave, you're like, man, this dude taught me. Everything. everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Taught me everything. I know everything about the game that I need to know to be successful. But in the world today with all these kids coming in the way they are, like yeah. what, I think what he's saying is there's a lot of soft, soft kids out there now, and it's a lot of different well, – you can't coach kids hard think, in high school I think we like got them all. brought up. You can't have a coach yell at you, grab you by your face mask, and do that kind of but thing. But I, I disagree with you on the offensive line. I, 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 everywhere else, yeah. But the offensive line – I, that is a, that Should is the be. place where the people overlook it. They're like, man, they treat those guys so terrible. But you, you know what was always funny was you had Trickett on one side, <laughs> raising hell. <laughs> you know, because the offense and defense they were on totally. Up. Uh, so when you got tired of Trickett yelling, you, you're like, I'm gonna walk down here and get away from this. This is crazy. And then Bill Kralavich <laughs> is on the other end of the field, just going nuts. <laughs> yeah, Lav is always. Uh, Always fired up. He would he would say things that would like hurt your soul, right? But but the thing is, he he's he was got, right. He's got so, no, he's got so much money in the bank. Like he'll build you up to the point where I remember I was on the scout team with this guy. He's just he's just laying into me, and then he's like, Avon, I love you. You work so goddamn hard. I love you. I'm like, you just killed me like two seconds ago. You're running the wrong place. I'm like, no, bro. I'm just running what's on the card. <laughs> but he, you know, he he. That's that's the thing I think I think that's the difference between a, a lot of coaches now like you know they they don't they don't put money in the bank with these kids they just want to go and yell at them and 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 again I'm not they soft as hell a lot of these kids soft as hell and they don't want to they don't want to be coached but at the same time if you put money in the bank with them and you show them that you love them and, and you you give them you give them that attention that they deserve when they mess up yeah you absolutely can can drill their ass. But we need more of that. Need a whole lot of it right now. Hmm. So, so it's fair. I think after all twenty-two minutes of that, so it's fair to say that it is okay to criticize and be on Neil Brown's ass. Would you agree or disagree? I can, absolutely. I don't I can, know what criticizing him does. I mean, I don't can, know. I can, don't think it does anything. Can be like I was talking to Casey last night. You can be disappointed. I mean, it's whatever. You know, no fan base is ever going to be happy. And every Monday morning quarterback, armchair quarterback, knows the best thing to do, right? I mean, it's easy. But tickets will be easier to come by for people now. I'll have a little bit more room. You know, there will be more room in the stadium for people to spread out and sit. Parking will be easier to come by. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> Those are the benefits of, the, of losing. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, man, this shit of, like, this ruining my day or, like, causing me to, to be, like – in a funk because we got beat. I'm long past that shit, man. <laughs> if you're going up there for anything more than to have fun, root for your team, see your friends and everything in the crowd, you're going up there for the wrong things. Because right now, you're talking about Danish 4-8 and eight season. I fucking killed to finish 4-8 and eight this year. 
But I, I mean, I think he should absolutely. I don't know. I, I don't know about criticized, but questioned absolutely. I mean, he's the head coach of a team. You're head coach of a major program. You're going to get questioned. I mean, it doesn't matter. Every Nick Saban is going to face questions tomorrow. Oh, I'm in the. And who should say anything to him? So I'm in multiple. <laughs> I bet you, you don't face many questions. Well, well he shouldn't. <laughs> I'm in multiple um, groups, like on social media, on Facebook. I had to actually hide some of my West Virginia ones, but I'm still in an Alabama one. And there were people question, questioning whether he still has it or not. Ah, maybe he's getting too old. You've won 19 games. You hadn't trailed in, what, 57 quarters or something? They had, last night was the first time they trailed all season, probably back to last yeah, what season. What you need to do is go ahead and thank ESPN for that jinx. Yeah. Throwing that shit on you. That's like talking to your pitcher going into the and, ninth when he's got a no-no going. And going he, up, tapping him on his arm. Yo, dog, three more. This is all you. <laughs> and he lost to an assistant coach. That's what's so surprising. That's the first 24, time. Like 24-1 and one now. Yeah. First time it's happened. All the all the losing teams are questioning their coach today. Well, it doesn't. Even if they win, they're questioning their coach. That's the whole thing. It's what it's what fans do. Not very many. If you're winning, yeah, I don't think anybody's questioning Florida State right now. They're on a, they're on a two game winning streak. Oh, they're still being questioned. I guarantee it. Winning I don't changes know. everything. It's like they, it's Absolutely. like again they were talking about my Urban Meyer. It's like you think you really think if Jacksonville is four and zero, that would have been Meyer, the biggest non story in the in world. Explaining himself for having some hot blonde dance on him at his restaurant, his bar in Columbus because he didn't fly back with the team and decided to go out and have a couple. But see, that's the issue. He was zero and four and didn't fly back with the team. If he's four and zero, that team doesn't give a crap whether yeah, he flies back or not. When you're zero and four, you better G, fly back. That GM ain't having a press conference saying we're evaluating the future. You're four and zero. Trevor Lawrence is your quarterback. That GM's going to say, "Okay, he went to check on his restaurant. He hung out, stayed with family. I don't see the problem." Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's I mean, funny what a know. win will do, right? Hey, he's zero yeah, and five now. It changes so. everything. I think a lot of people are. Uh, a lot of people are, are starting to question whether this guy's a big-time coach because he came from, you know, smaller division, smaller smaller conferences, Damn. whatever. I mean, they all do at some point, but that's, hurt, that hurt, that's hurtful, did he? I mean, it, well, honestly. I mean, he came from where? He came from. Troy? He's yeah. the first coach that we've brought in that was a head coach prior since Don Nealon. Right. I mean, that's not a slam on Troy. That's just saying that it wasn't like a – it's not a power five – so a lot of people are saying, well, maybe this guy's he's out of, you know, to quote DB, he's out over his skis, whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that, but I, I don't know, man. Year three, the only thing that disappoints me is we don't have a, we don't have a goddamn quarterback. Yeah, that's year hard. three, you should have a fucking quarterback, and he should have been recruited. He shouldn't be from the transfer portal. Year three, you should have your guy. Well, so year one, they brought Daggy in. Wasn't Allison the quarterback that he year? He came. He came. They had Allison and Kendall. He came with uh, Brown. Then they recruited Goose. No, they, they recruited Green. Green. And then they recruited Goose. And now they've got the kid from I, Arizona lined I, up. I, I'm, I'm going to say this, too. You know, I know a lot of people are going to be excited to see uh, Mer, Mer, I'm not sure how you say his name. Marky All. Okay. Marky They're going to be a lot excited to see him. I'm not sure how much success a true freshman is going to have, but at the same time, could he be any worse than what we're seeing? But two, how do, unfair is that though? Do you want to get him killed by that offensive line and get his spirit broken? But how unfair is that for a true put, freshman? How unfair is that to have him be the second coming as a 18 year old stepping on campus in January, yep. and he's going to he's going to be hailed as a second coming because he had five stars beside his name. Yep. And he was on national TV, led a couple comebacks, and beat Bishop Gorman after he after he you know yacked on the ball. Well, you would yeah. think the West Virginia fans would know better, especially after the Jason Gwaltney experiment. You never learn better, you know that. You never know. Stars don't mean anything. Do you realize? I was telling telling you this. You realize we have a four star kicker on our team right now from He's a kicker from Plum, Pennsylvania. But he doesn't even kick. He doesn't he, kick. He got beat out by the kid from Charleston. Okay, so the stars mean nothing. Kicker. But I'm just saying. But you would think a four-star um, – What's McAfee was a four-star kicker. Yeah. You would think, you'd he, think he'd be able to kick. You'd think he'd be an NFL kicker one day. Casey yeah. Legg was playing soccer in cross lanes. Walked on. <laughs> yeah, I mean – So dude, stars yeah, mean nothing. Stars mean nothing. But here, here's the thing. It's not just in college football that it's a stars thing. You think the Nets didn't think they was going to run with a title when they signed Kyrie, Harden, and, and uh, KD? And then they get beat by the guy – the Bucks, And the Bucks have who? 
The Greek freak. The Bucks. The Bucks got the Greak freak. Freak and uh, Chris Middleton and a bunch of role. That's players. all I know because I don't know. I don't watch the NBA. They traded for Drew Holiday. But but what I'm saying is the star thing counts and everybody's looking at it. So when you get somebody who's a five star, you expect him to come in and be Manziel or somebody right away. It's unfair to that kid to put that on him because there's been a lack of getting Crowder or Green ready to go. At some point, that falls back to the coaches as well. Mm. I'm, I'm going to make this, my original critique. I'm going to make this comment right now. I don't think Brown's going anywhere. Let me go. I'll say that. No, he's not. The biggest game of his tenure is coming Labor Day weekend in 2022. He better win that game. Oh. He, I don't care what anyone says. He better win that game. If he loses the pit – I'm going to put a for sale sign in his yard. That's if he loses that opener next year against Pitt, he is in big trouble. But here's the thing: how many how many friends of yours said, "Man, if we don't beat Vatek, Vatek could be the only game we win this year, and I'd be happy." I think that guy. Over I said there two said and that. ten. I said two and ten. I said two and ten if they beat everybody, Oklahoma everybody, and Virginia Tech. Everybody, oh, if we beat Vatek, we lose every if fucking they, game. I'd be happy. If well, they now, <laughs> if they win the Oklahoma, you catch it. if they win the Oklahoma game. And go two and ten. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think anybody cares. I really don't. Oklahoma's overrated. But I, but it doesn't matter. You've never beaten them before since Big Twelve play. If he would have went two and ten and beat Oklahoma and Virginia Tech, I'd have been fine. I mean, I don't. Bowl games don't mean shit unless you're That's, playing for the unless yeah. you're playing in the four. Yeah, I've thought that for years. Too many bowl games. It ain't like back in the day when a bowl game was something you had to work for and get some wins for, and it meant something. It means now you can now. win five fucking games, have a losing record, and still end up playing in, in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama at the. The General Jones Chicken Bowl, you know, who gives a fuck? <laughs> bowls don't mean General, anything anymore. General Jones Chicken. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Bowls don't mean shit anymore. Speaking bowls are of, a joke. There's, some, there's some wings inside. If you guys want some chicken wings, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, we've got some. There were some interesting games yesterday, uh, not only in the Big Twelve, but uh, around the country. Um, but I want to remind you guys: if you're looking for a great place to stay in Morgantown, you should check out. Murph's Landing, only half a mile away from the stadium. Two bedrooms, one bath, and uh, you can literally walk to the stadium from the from the house. Um, perfect for the weekends in Morgantown. Check it out at mountaineerfieldhouse.com. All right, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Oh, oh mom, mama said, mom, mama said, my mama said, mama said that, my mom, mama said that, my mom, my mom. Mama said you ugly, hey! The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. Sagging, bouncing, or uneven floors? Standing water or high humidity, nasty odors, or dangerous mold? Crawl space problems don't get better with time, but they do get better when you call Alford Home Solutions. Burr 101, located on Capitol Street in downtown Charleston, provides unlimited options for fun social gatherings and great dining. And the best nightlife in the city. Burr 101 has a full dinner menu, including wings, pork bowls, salads, and more. Be sure to enjoy a cheeseburger with fries with the draft beer for only $13. It's Burr 101's daily special, plus $1 off drafts during happy hour from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Burr 101 also provides carryout and catering. Call. 304-346-1101 or find Bar 101 on Facebook. Bar 101. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast presented by Selena Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio with Derek Bailey, Avon Coburn, and joining us, our boy Matt Diddy Durrett, and uh, we appreciate you. What did you say? You just came off the golf course? Yeah, buddy. Got up this morning. We went down to Wayne County. About got thrown off the course, hole one. <laughs> what Cooper do? No, nah, it was me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> course was wet, and that course we played at all kinds of hills and shit. So I hit a ball a little bit to the right in the other fairway, and I drove down the hill. It doesn't say golf cart path only. So I drove down the hill to hit my second shot and the Rangers up there stand and just giving Greg Barr an earful 
about what was I thinking. I could have killed myself. Then he told us he was going to throw us out. He followed us the entire front nine. <laughs> I shit you not, the entire front nine. He stayed. He was one hole ahead of us, and he watched us come into every hole. Thank God he left it to turn. He finally he went in, but he that guy was he, Paul Blart. Absolute mall cop, <laughs> stupid ranger tag on his thing. He went in and told the girl it was moving really well out there on the course, Coop said. And we had to wait on every tee. There was two groups in front of us at every tee, and he told her it was moving smoothly. But, yeah, I mean, it. good day, not too hot. Got a little sunburn, but that's all right. I got to get my <laughs> tan up, you know. Get you through the winter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, get these days in while I can before it starts getting real, real cold and I can't play golf no more. Hoop starts next week. Yeah, the, the first game is what, November like 8th? Well, they do the debut on the 15th, so that's Friday night. And I think that's just like a scrimmage. And then. It's like the dunk contest and shit, right? Is that what it is? They I don't, think so. Instead of like the mat, the Midnight Madness deal, yeah. they just yeah. do the debut. Um, and then, yeah, they tip it off here real it's soon. It's like November the like 8th. Because uh, somebody, Mark Few, he suspended for their opener, and I think it was November 8th. Because uh, he got that DUI or something, yeah. Think he'd be suspended if he wasn't winning? Uh, it's Dixie State. I don't think they care if he coaches. No, or not. but I'm saying if they weren't winning, do you uh, think he would have got suspended or he would have gotten in a little more trouble? Oh, he'd probably been in more. He'd probably been yeah. fired. <laughs> exactly. Winning cures everything. It does. It really does. Winning cures everything. So at this point, where people seem to be ready to jump off bridges, um, <laughs> and questioning their fandom, like usually you hear this kind of talk from like, you know, Detroit Lions fans. Like Lions fans, Easy, oh, man. man come on, they just lost nah, on a fifty-two yard nah, field dude. goal again. If you're today. a Lions fan. You're a Lions fan for life. You've been eating that yes. shit. You've been eating that bowl of shit for how, a long time. Many, if you're a Lions how many? Fan. How many times can they just get crushed at the at? The, I mean, that's time again today. Fifty. They go for two with like thirty-five seconds. I only left. know one Lions get fan. It's Conliff, and he <laughs> texts me about the Knicks all the time. He's like, "How you feeling this year? They're back. <laughs> like, no fourth place in the East, baby. We're coming." <laughs> You, but you're not a Lions fan. You you just cash their checks. You're not a fan. I, I mean, no, no. I mean, but that's one of my teams. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, it's one of my teams. Who are your teams? Um, this, this, I don't even watch. Oh, I don't even go. watch it, but Washington Redskins or the Washington football team. The football team of Washington. And and the Lions. I grew up a Redskin, but then I played for the Lions, and now you just follow that's kind them of still. I don't really follow them, but how come you didn't follow the Giants or the Jets? First team I ever watched was the Redskins That's in the gross. Super Bowl. I forget you from the eighty-seven your Jersey, and you're uh, not a Giants yeah. fan. Well, I'm, I'm close to I'm closer to Philly than than anything else. Against the uh, Elway, against Elway, yep. I'm a Tampa Bay fan. Just talk to me in February. I'll tell you I'm rooting oh, for God. then. He's a Tom Brady <laughs> fan. <laughs> no, no, you didn't you didn't get that joke. Yeah. I was going to tell you, whoever wins the Super Bowl, I tell you root for. It's like I'm a, I'm a Georgia fan now, so. I was Alabama fan till this week. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I can understand why you'd be a Georgia fan. Right there around Atlanta, the greatest city in, in, in the history of the world. Earth. I mean, you know, Atlanta has it all. It does. It really does. I love it. The Braves? Yeah, my Braves. Your Braves? Uh, the Braves, my Braves. What about your Falcons? Yeah, so wait, yeah. I, meant, I, I saw you that. It's a joke. I was it's, like, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. I'll explain it to you later. It's a joke. I was like, what? No. What's going on here? It's, it's a joke. It's, I know the Yankees have been garbage. It's, it's a, it's Actually, a, it's all a, New York teams have been garbage for the last 10 it's, years. It's a long, it's a long, long play troll that I've, okay. <laughs> I've carried for some time. It's a long game, it, huh? Some don't. Oh, yeah. It's really it's, – <laughs> Some of them down there got it, and they removed me from their friends list and don't know how to add me back. I got hawk blocked a few years back in the playoffs. But, but it's, a long, it's a long joke okay. that it's, continues to run. I was confused. I knew exactly what he was talking about when yeah. I saw it, and I was laughing. There's, there's about four or five people that know exactly what that post meant. They all probably blocked him. It's been a tough ten years for New York teams. Um, uh, you know – Honestly, I don't watch near as much baseball as I used to watch, and then I don't watch any NFL anymore. I don't know, and I've, it's been the last three or four years due to the targeting and the you can't play defense. Like I just, it's not even the same. It's almost like the NBA game to me. Some I don't of, watch the NBA. Some of those roughing the passers are just so bad. Like I saw roughing the passer called a couple times today, and I was like, man, you can't even breathe on the quarterback. They put flags on him; it'd be better off. Yeah, I just can't watch it. I mean, I used to come over here and watch it with you guys all the time. Yeah. How much college football do you watch that's not West Virginia? 
so if I don't go to the games, I was here till I went home and tried to stay up and watch the second half of the A&M Alabama game. I mean, I watched all day. If I'm here, I watch all day long. I love college football. It's, yesterday was a great yesterday day. Yesterday was actually a great day. Yesterday was a fantastic day. I watched day. a good bit of it yesterday, fantastic. but I found myself, too, at the same time at like 4 o'clock came around. I did turn baseball on. Well, I, now, think, I went back to Penn State and Iowa as it got down to it. But. Yeah, well, I think we had the baseball game on here. A bunch of good games. Man. That's because Kevin was here. Um, but but oh, yeah, we've just got so far so sidetracked. So, but my point was, you know, we we're talking about sports and people just being what, – what was it that made you kind of like – fall in love with WV football, like even as a kid, like what made you want to root for this and be a part of this travesty year after year? Biggest team in the state, man. I mean, Major Harris. <laughs> I mean, but you're young. I'm, I'm 45, so you're much younger, and you're younger. You're five yeah. years younger than me. Yeah. So I don't even uh, – what was – you said Major, Major Harris. Major Harris was pretty – I mean, I was seven years old when in 1988. I was seven years old. I mean, that was pretty much – it was major. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of solidified it for me. I mean, in 88, I'm four. So my parents, my dad knows about major. They take me up to games. But as far as, like, probably my first, like, favorite play, that's easily Beasley. And also also the uh, the fact that everybody around here rooted for WVU. Like, my family, you know, my mom, my dad, my brothers, everybody loves WVU around here. So that was who I rooted for. And Marshall, obviously, as Durrett said, Back in those days, they were Division One AA, so they weren't even like a Division One school. Yeah. So it was easy to root for both of them, and it was a completely different level. So you know, I could root for both then. I just remember, like in '86, you know, I, we always listened to the games on the radio, my dad and I. And then, you know, '87, I remember watching the Sun Bowl against Oklahoma State. Then '88 happened, and I, it was, I mean, that, that was, was a, major. That was that was a big deal, like. No, sh- no shit, man. You could go into Kmart right over here in St. Albans, yep. and they had Major Harris sweatshirts yep. and shirts that said Major Excitement. It was a big, big – Mage was a big deal. And then you fast forward in 90 or 89, they go and play Clemson in the Gator Bowl. Yep. They were still pretty good. But then a few years later in 93, they go undefeated again. Yep. So at this point as a kid, I'm like – you know, I'm in high school at this point. I'm like, oh, so like every what every three four years? We're going to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ninety three the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Ninety three was the sh- oh, ninety four Sugar Bowl. Went to the fucking Sugar Bowl. Oh. Stud got stud got wrecked. Florida, up. Florida God. just scored again on him. Eric Red. <laughs> but then you know, at that point though, um, at that point it was ninety uh, four was a down year. Ninety five, but then ninety six. Not bad. They're cruising along. They're un- they're undefeated, and then they block a punt, and the season goes in the toilet. Yep. Um, but then, I mean, then nine, you've got ninety eight. Ninety eight. They were ninety eight was one of the most talented teams WVU has ever had. You're talking about you, you've got the Thorntons and Stills and the Zerways and you know Porter. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, so like that's what did it for me. It was the Major Harris era, and then in ninety three. It's like, oh, I mean, literally in my head, I thought, I started doing the math. I was like, oh, it's probably every four years, like every recruiting cycle. Yeah. You know, right. they'll just, they'll He's get in. undefeated. Yeah, that's what I thought. How much, see, I like the shit too, like being the underdog. I do think WVU. Like that, that's always been a fun role, like, you know. It's you, been better when we win a few, though. Yeah, I think WVU performs better when they're the underdog. Yeah, but, like, coming out of nowhere, surprising people, like, there was nothing better than being in the Georgia Dome that night and watching them kick the shit out of Georgia. Now, it ended up being a close game. But for the better part of it, they were kicking the shit out of Georgia. And all those fucking Greg Blue fans talking all that shit on the way in, like Greg Blue's watching Slayton's ass run right by him, that shit's fun, man. That's fun to go into other places and know that you're always the underdog and you kind of go in with that mentality. And I think that's just a mentality for the – the state of West Virginia as a whole is just an underdog, and that's who you want to root for. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect to beat Georgia that day. I mean, DB changed his alliance, and when when was Woodson at Michigan? Ninety seven. Oh, I was at Michigan. Seven. Michigan was undefeated. <laughs> I was long before ninety seven. People will confirm that. I was long before ninety seven, and people will confirm that. I think he still got his starter jacket from when he was ten, and it fits him. This is Michigan I, on it. I actually had to get rid of that a couple of years ago. I did. I had a starter jacket from like nineteen ninety five. It lasted me to like twenty thirteen. Should have <laughs> just sold it. Probably retro. Oh, it was two hundred dollars. It, it was. It was done. He yeah. wore it. I think. Oh yeah. 
When did I fall in love with WV? When I started playing, I didn't even know freaking WVU was a was a. I didn't know I didn't know nothing about WVU until they started recruiting me, and then I heard about Major. My coach, my coach Tom Adair. Oh my goodness, Major! Oh my goodness, Major was the greatest thing. I'm like, man, who is Major? I don't even know who Mage is. Then he's saying Major Harrison. I'm like, we didn't have the internet back then. And we had it, but it took too long to, to look up people. So I'm yeah, like, hey. he was he was something else, man. That was a big, big deal. Um, I remember, I mean, they would just do like, you know, like the don't drink and drive campaigns. And then and you, you got to remember coming off the heels of the 85 Super Bowl with the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. They did a, this thing called the Mountaineer Rap. It was Major, Hel- Major Harris, Alvoy Mays, and um, – who else was it? It was Alvoy Major, and but it it was like the Super Bowl Shuffle, right? And they sold cassette tapes. I still have one, and I think the proceeds went to like the Ronald McDonald House or something like that. They had to get a figure out a way to get around it, but um, yeah, I mean, he was a big deal, man, and that's what kind of solidified it for me. He's probably the highest highest Heisman finalist West Virginia's ever had, unless Pat or Steve, Pat finished it. But I think Major was like second or third, wasn't he? I think I don't even think anybody else has been invited. Yeah, I mean that's. To New York. Yeah, that's what you're right. You're right. So, all right. Well, I just want to get, you know, I didn't want to talk anymore, Baylor. <laughs> so, I just wanted to see where you guys were on that. All right, let's take a break. But before we do, I want to remind you guys that Henderson Insurance, they're dedicated to providing quality service, affordable rates, and outstanding claim service. They're located in Hurricane. So, go down and check them out. Visit them at hendersoninsurance.com. Oh, I'm sorry, hendersoninsurance.org. For a solution that meet all that meets all your needs. All right. When we come back, we're going to go through scores through the Big Twelve. Also, uh, put up a Twitter poll yesterday, asking fans if you currently have tickets for the West Virginia games, are you going back? So we'll go over that, and also we'll get through some of the uh, other games around the country. We'll do all that after this. Don't go anywhere. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code Let's Go for 20% off WVU apparel at bestmastertailor.com. Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Rashid Marshall, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast presented by Salingo Law. Hey, um, just want to remind you guys, if you need any merch, swing by touchdowncity.com. Yeah, go. Go do that. West Virginia's off this week, so there's no Dell Sparks game, so don't worry about that. Um, like yesterday, and let me pull my phone out, we, um, I put up a Twitter poll, and I asked the question, if you have tickets for West Virginia games, are you going to go? I have a ticket for Oklahoma State, and I'm going. Reason being, the retirement age is number that day. But I made a wedding that day. Someone asked me if I wanted to go to Iowa State, and my words were, I'm not investing any more money into watching this football team. I'm not going to spend more money to watch, right? I've already spent money. So the text, yeah, so the, the Twitter poll, 42% of the people, so you're going to get your wish, Diddy, 42% of the people that have tickets said they're not going back. That answered this. 
until we win the next two games. And they're like, oh, we're back. Well, do you really expect to win no, the next two I games? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, checking. I do, I, mean, I was just checking. I do. He'll I actually pick, do. He, he picks up. He, he's, he's a positive I guy. Do, I will give Avon credit. He's a positive guy. I actually do. Well, I mean, what is win. it they say that uh, insanity is doing the same shit over and over and expecting <laughs> different results? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason why is I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I just – I'm hoping for the best. I don't know what their game planning is. I don't oh, know. Oh, they'll catch somebody slipping. Yeah. They'll probably get Texas. They'll catch somebody slipping. Flipping. See, I agree. Somebody in the Big Twelve, I, I picked eight and four. Now I'm four and eight. But somebody's like, "Well, who are they gonna beat other than Kansas?" I said, "Well, somebody in the Big Twelve will go out there Kansas. and lay an egg." Yeah. I tell you what, you lose to Kansas, I, I may have to reveal. You can't lose to a fucking team with a tracker on their field. That's a rule. <laughs> That's a rule. <laughs> you can't. Dana did thirty-one yeah. to seven too. It wasn't even close. What Texas Tech roll or TCU rolled Texas Tech up 50, yesterday? They 50, put some big yards. They on had the like four hundred rushing yards through three quarters yeah. last night. Yeah. Bottom line: until number four gets off, this team ain't getting off the ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Texter asks or sends in the text and says it's pretty clear that Neil Brown's lost his team. <laughs> mm. uh, players, what is he saying here? The players see the same things we see. They know he's making bad decisions regarding who he's playing and he's sitting on the bench unless they make some major game adjustments. Um, West Virginia goes 2-10. and 10. Wow. But who are you going to change other than a quarterback? Hey, I'm all for I'm all for open offensive lineman trials. I'm sorry, I don't care. Yeah, but they they've, they've ran them all through. Oh, have they ran them all through? through. Yeah, oh, okay, not, well, it's not like he's not playing. Okay, the only yeah. one that didn't play yesterday is Milam because Milam was hurt. Okay. And he said after the game, I'm not going to play a kid who's a true freshman and he's hurt. And he has yeah, he years he yeah. to be a star on this yeah, line. Yeah, if, if, if he's hurt, don't but play. But they've ran them all through. Okay. Yeah. I didn't so know they had played them all. That was Adam in Reedsville, West Virginia. Um, so, let's go over this. Yesterday in the Big 12, TCU just mentioned rolled Texas Tech 52-31. Um, the same Texas Tech te- team that spanked it, us it in makes, it makes so It makes that loss so much, so much more disappointing. It really does. It was, it was, I think it was like 21 to nothing. Like ten minutes into the game, yeah. Well, I ran into you, and it was fourteen nothing. I'm on my way in. Yeah. Well, you didn't get there till this. Oh, I'm talking about last because I got I was waiting. (laughs) I was waiting to give people tickets, and then other people came and caught up with me. Yelled at me before I was walking in. Look at the phone. I'm like, shit, it's fourteen rock. By the time we sat down, it was seventeen nothing. Yeah. And I mean, that's what last night TCU was up twenty one nothing on Texas Tech is what I mean. Like it was ten minutes in. I don't expect to win two weeks from now. Oh, I, I, absolutely it's not. It's going to be a nooner. <laughs> it's going to be a nooner. Uh, hell, the rest of our games might be nooners. Around the future, Big 12, Central Florida, they squeaked by ECU yesterday. I uh, didn't catch any of that 2016. Game. Yeah, I didn't see that either. I did not. I didn't you even know. that one tuned in? I did not tune into that one. I had th- – there were a lot of good football games yesterday. I mean, I, I had TVs. I was changing them and everything, trying to catch them all. Uh, but – yeah, I didn't catch any of that one, but Cincinnati, BYU went down. That was big. BYU yesterday, um, what was the final They score? lost 26-17. The Fighting Dana Holgersons, 40-22 over Tulsa. Five and one. Suck it. <laughs> Give me a Red Bull. How about this? How about the big back-to-back big wins in Lexington? Hey, they're going to Georgia this week, and that's going to be possibly a top-10 matchup. I don't think they're going to beat Georgia, but that team – yeah, good for them. Good for them. How shitty is it Alabama got beat and Cincinnati is probably going to go undefeated, get fucked out of the four because Alabama is still going to get in. Ohio with State, one loss. Ohio yeah. State, Alabama, all those schools are going to still get in with one loss. Yep. Yeah, you, you've got to hope that so, hold somebody on. So loses you're, you're saying – I know we're jumping the gun here, but you're saying Alabama is, is going to beat Georgia in a championship game. Yeah. I think Alabama will beat Georgia. Yeah. Let me say this about and Georgia. And then they'll play each other again. And then the stupid part will be they're going to have a rematch a month later, and they're going to be the one and four seeds in the uh, in the playoffs. So they'll play again instead of making one the one seed, one to three seeds. So that's your national championship game. They'll have them play the SEC championship, then they'll play them again. Yeah. Let, let me say this about Georgia. And this it's awful. I think Georgia's got the best defense of the, in the country. They beat Clemson 10 to 3. You're not going to go out there and beat Alabama 12 to 10. It's just not going to happen. And I don't trust Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels enough to make big plays against Alabama, although their defense has been very poor this year. I don't trust them in a big game. I trust Nick Saban to be able to limit Georgia offensively, and they'll score enough to win. It seems to me, even last night, 
I thought Jimbo had a great defensive plan for Alabama. They blitzed. They were disguising blitzes. They were bringing the safeties up to the line and then dropping two safeties back. I mean, they had that quarterback all kinds of confused. pick on the goal line was impressive. They had 550 yards still and scored 38 points. <laughs> I'm just saying. But they outgained Texas A&M by over 150 yards. And, I mean, I don't, the only thing that matters is that final score. That's what I'm saying, though. You got to come up with a game plan that's almost it's it's absurd, and it still does it slows them down. It slows them down. That's what I was leading to. It felt like every time one of those receivers got loose. Do you remember like when you would play Madden and you could hit the turbo button and he would he would just I mean, take off? Just, yes, those guys are just scooting. It's, I mean, th- that's what everybody's like. Oh, you know they found something. Well, I don't know that they found anything. I mean, they dropped a thirty-eight spot. They turned the ball over in the end zone. Their defense played poorly but they still didn't give up 400 yards they got a touchdown on special teams but they gave up a touchdown on special teams I, I just I mean it's got to take a perfect game from somebody and that's what happened last night Texas A&M played about as perfect as you can play did well, you see they the, already Alabama just shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers and shit it, they, they had a great they 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 tricked they pressured the they, quarterback they tricked him into some stuff they, they were just disguising their defense they right? hammered two freshmen too yeah, yeah a, I mean I mean they hammered that quarterback. He was getting hit. But, again, as I said, they still rolled up 550 and 38. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were disguising corner blitzes. I mean, they were just – everything you could think of, that defense was never set in one position. They yep. were constantly moving. Yep. And it's, it was the perfect scheme. And I think moving forward, that's what you're going to see people try to do is just bait him into making mistakes because he's young. But he's got a hell of a future in front oh. of him. I mean, he's – you know, and they're loaded. I mean, like the the kid that got kicked out of the game. I was like, well, just plug another five star. That's in. what they do. That's what you they know. do. If it came down to it in like a playoff of four, or it's going to come down to a playoff of four, <laughs> I had to pick a conference. I'm leaving the Big Twelve out. Fuck that. I'm gonna oh take, yeah, there's. I'm no gonna way. take Cincinnati over a big, over a Big Twelve team. <sighs> and I, it, especially if it's a one loss. Like if you're giving me all one loss teams in there, I'm taking Cincinnati. A one loss Cincinnati over a one loss Big Twelve team. Absolutely. I, well, I, Cincinnati's about to be in a big tour. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, right now, like, people are saying, you know, if, if this happens where Bama and Georgia play and Georgia beats Bama and then uh, Ohio State runs tables and they, they you know, Cincinnati's going to get fucked out like TCU did back a few years back. But what I'm saying is, to me, I think the Big 12 might be just one of the worst conferences in football. I think the ACC is the worst. I think yeah. the ACC is atrocious. Yeah. It's not good. I, I mean, mean, I don't watch a lot of Pac-12 shit, but I know the Pac-12 got some players. Preseason top ten team UNC got handled by Florida State last night. Thir- I think they're three and three. Clemson's got two losses. I mean, who's the best team in the ACC right now? Virginia Tech. Wake Forest. I'm I'm dead serious. Is it Wake Forest? Is it, it Virginia it, Tech? Is, is it what's Pitt's record? Pitt's Pitt's like five and one or four and one, and their loss is God. Western Michigan. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, the ACC is terrible. So, the ACC is out. The Big 12 is out. The Big 10 might be out because I think all those teams might find losses unless Ohio State gets in there with one loss. It'll be Ohio State sneaking in. That's who I think, too, but we'll see. Where's Michigan going to land this week? They're they're on a bye week. I mean, on the the top five. Oh, they're going to be probably about six or seven. You still want to fire him? I've never wanted to fire him. You lying fuck. I have defended that dude. fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Talk about what a prick he is, how he's a loser and all he that shit. He is a prick. Harbaugh I love can't it. do anything. All you do is trash that guy. You want to fire him. He's They're, overpaid. He's a clown. He's not overpaid. He's actually underpaid now. <laughs> they cut his pay. That's a good thing. This guy's – I was thinking about that this morning, and I think I was so, – because I was reading an article about they were questioning now can these companies take NIL money back from – Guys like Spencer Radler, and but I started thinking about <laughs> what I started thinking about coaches' pay, and I started thinking about Neil Brown making what three point four million dollars, and this is the trash that we're watching on the football. That's a lot of money to watch garbage. Yeah. And my point is, maybe these guys, it should be like, hey, listen, first year you make a half a million, second year you make seven fifty, third year we'll evaluate, and I've- then jump you. I think it should be, A, 
well, like we're going to give you incentive. You right. win eight games, you get a million. You win ten games, you get two. You win twelve, you get three. So on stuff like that. Not this in that phone call though. Hey, Spence, this is Les over Lester Reigns Auto. I'm going to need that Mustang back. Your performance <laughs> but, but is dog shit. I have a but legit question. Know. But I have a legit question about what Anthony's saying. Because I – and Anthony, what if Rattler transfers? He's – like, does he lose that money? Because they're, Oklahoma they're, is the ones – like, they're for Oklahoma. No. He doesn't lose – Okay. They, I didn't these know how are that co- It's not even an Oklahoma thing. No, 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 no. I agree. This I know what you're saying. This is between ex-car dealership and Spencer Rattler. Yeah, okay, okay, that's it's fine. It's not even Oklahoma. De'Aaron now, King hired people to work for him. I he saw made where, so much uh, money on that NIL. De'Aaron King is now employing me. Dr. Dr. Pepper was pissed off because they gave that Clemson quarterback an NIL deal, and he stinks. <laughs> but, but that's I mean, thing. but they can fire him, though. They, they, can, they can fire him and, and – and Well, they can pull their commercials, but just like Madonna back in the 90s, they didn't like her video. Pep, Pepsi had to pay her. Yeah, they got to pay you. They just pulled her commercial. They got to pay him. It's a deal. It's a contract, yeah. I mean, depending on how – I mean, I'm sure it's a yeah. one-year yeah. deal. Right, right. So, yeah, next year, he, he's out. But, I mean, he's got a million dollars. That's exactly right. But, but, you know what, I think that's I think that's hurting a lot of people because you're, you're finding out that these players, they don't really care about the game. And the ones that don't care about the game and they get money, now they're like, well – and that's why you see a lot of players, when they go to the NFL, they stink up the place because they're like, well, I got the money. I don't need to play no more. God, could you imagine if you signed our quarterback to an NIL deal? Well, <laughs> he has a deal. He, I saw it. It's like a, I don't know, a, one of those packaged foods. I don't know, something. A restaurant. I don't know. I would say this. I saw him like, promoting something. With what Avon was just talking about with him getting the money and everything. If I'm Rattler, let's say Rattler was, he's a, he's a true sophomore. Let's just be hypothetical. And say he would have to give that money back. If he transferred, if I was him, I'd stay at Oklahoma and set the bench. I got two point seven million dollars. I wouldn't give a crap. That's two point seven million. I think he's probably the type though that you know, fuck that money. Can you imagine being a Heisman candidate and getting booed out? I couldn't imagine your, giving up two point seven million dollars. Well, well, the the, the, uh, the uh, armchair quarterbacks, the Monday 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 morning quarterbacks in um, in Oklahoma got it right. They've been booing him since. Well, here's my since. thing. Here's my thing. And this is why I hate preseason polls and I hate ESPN and I hate game day. To sit and call a true freshman or a second-year player a Heisman candidate because only because even the kid at Alabama, they were trying to make him a Heisman. You don't know who the Heisman candidates are. You don't even – you can't even start projecting that to like now. I don't think any of the five they had have maintained or lived up to. Stroud at Ohio State's not been – Oh, he's got great numbers, though. Does he have big, big he's numbers? He's got big numbers. Who's the best player in college football? Oh, boy. Garrett Green. <laughs> I, you know, I, it, it's debatable. Like, I mean, if you're going to go defensive, you can say he's hurt. Stingley's really good. Thibodeau's really good at Oregon. Um, offensively, right now, the best player in college football. God, I don't know who it would be. That wide receiver at USC has better numbers than Drake Devonta London. Smith Drake London. But, you, but you know how it goes. You got to be on a winner, and you got to kind of be Her- the face and the leader. Yeah, I mean, you can you can argue young. I mean, he didn't hurt his chances last night. Alabama lost, but he was fantastic. Even with all the, the even with the loss and the turnover, he still threw for. God, I bet like, you he was in the. I bet you he was in the film room earlier this morning too. That kid looks like a gamer. Oh, I guarantee he was in the film room with Nick. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going. I think they're going to roll people out now. I think they're going. I think they're going to blow people. I think, I think that's the kind of shit that will inspire, will drive him to be better. And you're not going to see any of those mistakes made again. Problem with West Virginia is you see no improvement week to week. There's no improvement being made, so it doesn't look like you're working on anything. You see nothing. Like I think I think Bama's next game. Even if that kid put impressive numbers up, he ain't going to turn the ball over next game. His numbers are going to be even better. And you're going to be able to tell that drove him to be better. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not working at it, but I'm just saying that it, whether it's a coaching standpoint or whatever, you're just not seeing any improvement week to week with what's being put on the field. I think Alabama might have a bye week this week. I think they're off, yeah. Well, I feel bad for whoever plays them after that bye because they're going to hang about a 70 burger. If it's Vanderbilt, we might see 100. (laughs) (laughs) And Young's numbers will be impressive, and I bet his performance is really clean. 
and and I, I think that he's just the type of kid that it, that loss yesterday is going to – it'll eat him up until he gets to step back on the field again. They play Tennessee after the bye, and Tennessee has been playing much better. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I, I'll, I'll say I think Tennessee will be able to move the ball on them a little bit because they can run the football. I think Alabama struggles a little bit with that run game. But you know how to move the ball in Alabama? You just run it, run it, and you got to go over the top. You can't move. You can't run. You have to go. Over you the can't top. go east to west on them. They're too damn fast. Right. You got to smash them or go over the top. That's it. And and but t- I think Tennessee will move it a little bit. But the problem is, is I think they're a little bit one dimensional. But I still think I'm like you, Durrett. I think Alabama will probably start steamrolling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'll, and Saban will take that loss. He'll go home and, you know, he'll drink his coffee, eat his two oatmeal cakes today, and he'll be right back in the, in the war room ready to go. And Monday he'll get in everybody's ass, coaching staff and players-wise, and they'll fix it, and they'll come out, and they'll, they'll roll people out. I, I think they'll win the national championship this year. Before we dip, did you guys see the video of the cops running over that girl that was on the field? Oh, yes. That was the hardest hit in Alabama person laid all night i missed it so the the <laughs> students rushed the field in in college station and they they had a cop leading the way and two cops draping saban and one and some girl just uh, she her, her phone probably her, out her phone went flying oh can you imagine she if she's recording i need that tape yeah, I need on, that footage. On, <laughs> she got I need, the, I need the footage from her phone I don't give a shit. Oh about, yeah, I would yeah. love to have that. Footage. I want the footage from the phone of her getting clothes. She got out drilled. She got nailed. It was great. <laughs> and they didn't stop and pick her up or nothing. No, they, they just running. kept on running. It was hilarious. But again, stay off the damn field. Well, I mean, it's not stay off the field. It's I have no problem with the kids having fun storming the field and everything. Stay away from the other team. They're pissed off that they just lost. You don't, don't get near Nick Saban. You know he's going to be running off the field somewhere. Like go to the other end. I don't honestly on her on her in her defense. I don't think she saw. She had no idea who the hell was, Nick Saban was. <laughs> she was probably about nine eight dollar beers deep into her night. They just beat Alabama. That probably would have happened to me. Oh, okay. who cares? It'd have been, probably been worth it. All right, we're going to get out of here, D- Diddy. Good seeing you, man. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for coming, Durrett. What'd you shoot today? 12 over? We'll not get into that. <laughs> we'll not get into that. Which, which, hole, which hole was he 12 over, Ron? Hilly, hilly course down there. Fuck you, Derek. <laughs> I kept it. I was I was, uh, I was a missed seven-footer from a 49 on the front. A 10-cup. I was missed a seven-footer from a nine to close at a 49 on the front. Another ball. I missed a four-foot putt for an 82. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to the show this week. Thanks to our sponsor, Slingo Law. Tony the Taylor, Bar 101, United Bank, Warner Law Offices, Henderson Insurance, the Dell Sparks Collection, Masters Law Offices, Alfred Home Solutions, and Murph Landing. Uh, next week, we're gonna, we'll be back here in the studio. I don't know what we'll be talking about. I almost don't even want to talk football anymore, but we will be back. So thanks for checking out the show. Make sure you hit subscribe. And also, if you enjoy the show, or if you don't, Swing by and leave a review. We'll see you next week. The Touchdown City Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City Podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.